Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Forging the Path. I'm back at it with Russ, because last episode we just couldn't get through everything we wanted to get through. And Russ was just talking to me a little bit about like, hey, uh, <laughs> come on, Russ, chime in a little. You were saying like, <laughs> I, well, I don't want to come off as like I'm an expert on this or anything, but that's the whole purpose of this. Yeah, That's the whole purpose of this podcast, friends. I, I'm not doing this to come across as an expert and none of my guests are doing this to come across as experts. What we are, are we are a bunch of broken dudes who found tremendous hope in Jesus Amen. who are walking together in a brotherhood, um, in greater wholeness and, uh, learning as we go. And so that, that's why this is called forging the path because I, I don't have it all figured out yet. We're following Jesus and figuring it out as we go. Um, I think that's beautiful and encouraging to some of you out there. Like last episode, I shared about how Russ put together this prayer group early in the mornings. And I want to share that with you guys because any one of you could do that. If you didn't listen to last episode, go ahead and check it out. Um, but, but Russ just kind of shared this overview of like how God laid this on his heart. He reached out to half a dozen guys and now it's life changing for a bunch of guys in our, in our goofy little church in Wisconsin, but it's having ripple effects of blessings in our marriages, in our families, in our workplaces. I mean, we're celebrating, like people are coming to know the Lord in Arizona. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. Craig's story? Yeah. Um, and I think that's just how God does stuff. Um, so yeah, we're not experts. Welcome to Forging the Path. We're, we're a bunch of dudes who love Jesus and are figuring it out as we go. And um, I wanted to have Russ back in this next episode so that we can talk a little bit about fatherhood, um, a little bit, talk more about fatherhood because last episode we addressed a lot of the problems that we're seeing. We're identifying like, why is fatherhood important? What are the challenges of fatherhood? And what are the definite ways fatherhood definite is under ways. attack, <laughs> especially right now? Yeah. And so we, we went into that for about 40 minutes. Check that out if you have time. But this episode, we want to shift gears a little bit and say, hey, look, okay, yeah, it's good to identify your problems. It's good to know your enemy know and what? his strategy. But you know what? We're not helpless. Like we've been given some really awesome weapons and tools by our heavenly father to be good dads here on this side of eternity. So Russ, welcome back. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Let's kick this off and right away jump into this question. What does it mean to be a good dad? Because I think that's that's going to help not just our own households, but that's going to bless society at large. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, that segue from our first episode to, to this episode. Um, when I, I, I think of something that, uh, Stuart Briscoe had, had said, and I don't know that he coined it, but it was, it's what, so what, now what? So what is, what the heck is going on? Right. Yeah. Um, we talked about the importance of fatherhood, the, the challenges of fatherhood. It's like that, that's the what, that, that's, the, that's what we're up against. That's, that's what we're facing. Um, the so what is, well, what does it matter? Okay, well, that's the, that's the why is it important? How is it under attack? What do we, you know, what's, why is that relevant? That's the so what. And then and the, the conclusion of that is the now what, where it's like, well, okay, well, we've got a problem. We, we've identified the significance of the problem and just doing those two steps is is doesn't get us anywhere without without the now what right, right. um I so like so moving into the now what's uh, of what does it mean to be a good dad man um 
I wish I, I wish I knew that all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. What have we learned? I mean, what, what have you learned yeah. so far about what it means to be a good dad? Mm. Um, so starting, yes. I mean, st- starting from the, the, the spiritual components of it, uh, we, we talked about Proverbs 22, 6, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Hmm. Um, man, can we hang our hat on that? Like, cause that, cause that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, can we, can we use that? At, can we put that up, up above the mantle in our home, up above our, our doorway, like train up our child so they will not depart. Right. Where that implies, uh, man, that implies giving, giving them to God. Right. Um, because I can't, I can't teach them what, what it means to live, uh, a perfect life. It's like, look at, look at, look, look at me, look at daily, daily mistakes. Right. Uh, so it's like, I have to trust that, that through my failings and through my, through my faults, that, that God's truth and God's sovereignty and his redemption, um, is, is on display in that, um, so raising our raising our kids into a knowledge and a relationship with Jesus, uh, that that that's really has to be uh, at the forefront. Um, seeing our kids as we're steward we're stewards of them. That was a that was a big that was a big uh, turning point for me early on um, when we had our first our first child, um, and I've got this little girl, mm-hmm. and feeling just the the weight of the entirety of 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 what's what just happened right um the the phrase how can something so big be so little like like mm-hmm. that like i remember having that moment where i'm like this is the biggest thing that it has ever happened and may ever happen to me is this transition from going being not a parent to a parent um there's there's nothing that prepares you for that and and there i I don't think there's anything that rivals that in in terms of significance to to have that transition, um, and it's so easy to think that they're ours. It's so easy, and and when we think that they're ours, well, their their successes are ours. Then their failures are ours. Their their pitfalls, their sin is ours, uh, and to to be able to put them in the rightful role of these are these are sons and daughters of of the king that we serve right? right and he's tasked us to be stewards of them man that changes that 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 changes stuff yeah. that changes um no, we're not abdicated of responsibility like it's not like hey we throw our hands up and be like well hey they're they're gods they're not ours uh we're off the hook <laughs> right mm-hmm. we're definitely on the hook and we're on the hook for for a lot of what we do or don't teach them, what we do or don't model to them. But at the end of the day, they're gods and he knew them before the foundation of the earth, right? Um, so having a little bit of that perspective where we're able to, uh, we're able to step, step back out of this, this position that we were never meant to, to fill as, as they are ours. Um, yeah. It's like we are, we're, we're, we're tasked with, with stewarding gifts and children uh, of the king. Yeah. So I, I love that. Um, I want to, it made me think of myself 10 years ago, if I was listening to you. And um, 
and I would have felt immediately a sense of, of shame. Like, oh, I, mm. I, I do not measure up. Yeah. These guys are going to talk about how to be a good dad. Um, and all I can think about is ways I've blown it yeah. and ways I'm not, and in ways I'm still blowing yeah. it right now. Yeah. You know? And so I, I, this isn't in our notes, but I just thought let's, let's just take a quick minute. Shame is a real thing that the enemy uses. It's one of his favorite things to use against sincere believers. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that much of our audience right now, all, all three of you, <laughs> are, are <laughs> you got three already? So, yeah. Well, you, me, and probably my wife. Um, no, maybe a couple other guys too. So um, whatever it is, hey, I, bet, I bet a large majority of you are sincere Christian believers wanting to be faithful to the word and wanting to be good fathers and, and, and potentially mothers, those of you women listening. And you're probably thinking, man, I'm just thinking of the way I blew it yesterday mm. with my daughter yeah. being a teenager and, yeah. and she knows how to push my buttons. Right. And I did, <clears throat> I didn't, I wasn't a good dad in that moment or whatever. Uh, what, Russ, what would, what encouragement would you give to people who are listening right now? Like, I, but I'm, I guess I'm not a good dad. I mean, I want to be, but I'm not because all I can think about is the mistakes I made even just recently. Yeah. Yeah. Weaponized, weaponized regret. Um, Oof. that's a, that, that, that's a way that the enemy, um, tries to move in my life and, yeah, and does when I let him. Yeah. Um, and, something that, something that, a, that a good friend shared with me, um, that's just just working through some of those things and um was something to the effect of the fact the fact that you're wrestling with that the fact that you are um that that you're wrestling with with your guilt you're you're wrestling with regret you're 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 caring about doing better um people who don't genuinely love and care for Others, whether it's their children or other, aren't asking themselves those questions. Right. They're not haunted by that. Right. They're not they're not wrestling with the man, but I just want to do better. And what did I do today that I cannot do tomorrow? What what should I have done today that I can do tomorrow? Um, if you're asking yourself those questions, you're you're on a you're on the the right journey. And That's you're right. and you're on I mean, forging the path, right? You're on the path. And it's a it's it's a path that we we don't arrive at on this side of heaven. We we don't we we never get to that destination. Um, but that was just uh that was just one of those things where, uh, just in a moment of when I was feeling just despair and hopeless, just uh, about how how much I suck sometimes. <laughs> that yeah. um, man, if you care that you suck, like you're already you're already on the right path, right? And then the next step of that is okay. Well, what do you do with that? Uh, can you can you surrender? that regrets and can you surrender that shame can you resi- uh surrender that guilt can you give that to god can you leave that at the foot of the cross because thou that's not that's not what he's meant for you to carry so right. um it's kind of a two part where um one be encouraged that you're feeling that yep because that means that the spirit is alive in you he's working on you he's convicting you but you cut that you cut that off at the pass and you you don't it's it, it's like a it's like a weed growing in the garden, where okay it's growing because there's the soil's fertile okay so it's not barren soil so that's that, that that's a good sign that the weed is growing but you don't let it you don't let it take over and, and you and you rip it out and 
Um, man, there's so many great gardening analogies that we've <laughs> talked about this year. I think with with the droughts and with uh, yep. with the fruits and 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 the root of the fruits and. Um, but yeah, uh, so not let, not letting that take root, um, yeah. identifying it early on, uh, being encouraged that it's growing there, but then knowing knowing at what point is, is it time to to rip that out. Yeah, amen. I think I think the world gives us two false gospels, and yeah. it, and it applies even to you dads out there. Um, one 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 message that the world might give us is like, "Hey, you're perfect just the way you are. Yeah, you're fi- yeah, everything's fine. You're fine. You're doing great. Yeah, and there's nothing in you that's wrong or crooked or sideways or needs fixing or improving. Which sounds so good. Oh man, it sounds like that great sounds job, like that buddy. sounds like just love, keep right? doing what you're yeah. doing. Oh man, all thanks. is good. No worries. <laughs> you you got enough in and of you yeah. on your own strength. It'll yeah. be great. Um, false. That's a lie. Uh, that's not okay, uh, and we're not about that. So we're not going to teach you that here. Uh, and as a dad, that I think that applies. There's always room for improvement. Um, you are not perfect as a dad. The other false gospel is, uh, and I listen to a couple podcasts that sound like this. It's you just got to man up. You got to do better, be better, do more, do, and achieve more. And yeah. and if you just put a plan into place yeah. and get more disciplined, yeah. you can do it. And it comes off a little bit militant, and it's a little bit like you just got to dig deeper, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, get up at four a.m. and t- take your cold plunge, and then right. do your two-hour workout, and then right. get your protein shake, and then spend two hours with your family before going to work for twelve hours, and then coming back and being present with your family for another five hours. And do it all again. And then you got to make sure you get your uh, reading and journaling <laughs> in. And yeah, get your two hours of sleep and suck it up, Sally. Yeah, yeah. That. That almost, and that kind of reminds me of a Pharisaical, uh, just work harder yeah. and achieve more. That sounds, yeah, that that sounds a lot like the peace of Christ, right? The peace right. of God. Yeah, we're not about that either. Right. We're not. So you're not going to hear. I, I think that's a. I think there's a ditch on both sides of this path that mm. we're trying to walk on. There's a gutter. That's good. And we want to avoid that. Yeah. By keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, and what I would say is the hope that we would want to give you out there, fathers and mothers, is that. There is only one perfect father and I'm not it yeah. and Russ isn't it yeah. and you're not it, whoever's listening. And what we want to teach our children and the, one of the best things I can give my own daughters is that you do have a perfect father in heaven. I'm not it. I'm going to do my best in, in my imperfect way to try and point you to him and I'm going to look to grow and improve in Christ likeness every day, but I'll never arrive. Like Russ was saying, I'll never arrive on this side of eternity. Yeah. Sanctification will go until the day I die mm. and that's okay. And I'm going to rest in that and find a lot of grace and mercy in that while trying to point you to the gospel and point you to the perfect father that you do have. And he's in heaven. Yeah. Amen. And that right there is my motivator for wanting to continuously improve and get better, especially as a dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's key. I mean, we need to bring the gospel into this thing to give it any hope. Yeah. Um, that being fatherhood and our continuous striving and growing and improving as dads. Yeah. Yeah. And a great, a great segue, I think into, um, the next thought of, um, instilling into them and encouraging them there these three things and these were three things from our previous podcast that came up under um, the attack on fatherhood being identity value and purpose and I don't think it's a coincidence that 
these three things that uh, are under attack are also the three of the things that are crucial for us to be instilling in our kids. Um, Because what better way to render us useless than to attack the things that we're supposed to be instilling in our children? Um, Encouraging them their identity, their value, and their purpose in Christ. And then releasing them into the world to seek and live out his, his purposes. And in the midst of all of those kind of spiritualisms of, of being a good dad, then there's the, there's the practicals, right? There's the, the, the value goals of we want our kids to be you know, respectful and honest and hardworking and loving and self-sacrificial and responsible and good citizens and having integrity and all these things that we're, I'm like, yes, yes to all of those. I'm like, I want those for all my kids. Right. Yeah. But those are all good things, but outside of the framework of, of Jesus and that's, you know, pastor Kevin. So he's like, is just this do goodism. Right. Right. Which, um, to coin another phrase I heard is like bad grammar, but great theology, right? <laughs> Do goodism, right? So it's like all these good things um, that are are great to be instilling in our kids. Those things outside of of Christ, those things outside of our true purpose, identity, and value. It's just this kind of morally subjective do goodism, right? Um, and and that's not a foundation for. For, for raising up a child in the way they should go. Right, yeah. I found that, um, you know, with, with my own kids, as they're growing older especially, when your kids are young, they're gonna probably idolize you as a mm. father. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a beautiful season of life, too. Yeah. Um, do not miss those years. Do not, do not miss out on those years. They're, they come and go so fast. Um, so, you know, take full advantage of when, when they're younger, um, your birth to like eight or nine or 10. <laughs> wow. It's, they idolize yeah, you. Is that, yeah, is that absolutely. not, yeah. then they're going to come into this phase. And I think what it means to be a good dad in those moments is, is uh, in all these moments is first of all, be present. Mm. But when they're younger, um, that might look a little different than when they're a little older, preteen and teen, especially yeah. Yeah. And this is this is something I'm learning right now, and you might be too, Russ. What do you think about this? That they're going to tend to almost demonize you, yeah. In some ways, especially when it comes to discipline, yeah, and and boundaries and restrictions, and they're trying to figure out who they are apart from you a little yeah. bit, yeah. And I've learned that for my my oldest two daughters, especially, autonomy can be like oxygen, mm. and I have to have the discernment and I I have to, I'm I'm praying about this daily because it'll look different one day to the next, but I'm finding myself um, prayerfully giving them wider boundaries Mm. and, and and looser restrictions as they try and step out into the world. And sometimes they even see the concern look on my face as I'm saying yes to their request. Like, all right, sure. Hey, I'm going to trust you with this. I, I love you. And I, and I believe you can make the wise choices, but okay, yeah, you, you want that thing or that, you know, whatever. Right. All right. right. All right. G- give it a shot. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Go ahead. And they're, they're like, yes. Oh, thank you. This is great. You know, but I'm in my heart. I'm like, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, so can, can, can home be a safe place to fail? Ah, see, I think that's what I'm, thank you for summing it up so concisely. That's what I'm learning to be a good dad right now with especially Mm. my oldest two. Grace and mercy 
goes such a long way mm. when, when they fail for me to be like, you're still loved here. You're still welcomed here. Yeah. This is a learning opportunity and there, there's no shame mm. in my tone. Um, that's, that's for me right now, what it means to be a good dad in those early teenage years. Like, well, and I that's think, hard. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, a huge element of, of that is having the, having the wherewithal to put aside the personal offense of, you know, you meant, you mentioned almost being demonized and, um, where I'm like, this isn't about my ego. Right. This isn't about even what you think of me. Um, man, I've, t- I've taken so much encouragement from the, uh, the re- the research that's coming out and being published about how they're finding out that like, it's not till like age 25 that like our minds, act- our brains actually mature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which on one hand is like terrifying that you've got like <laughs> seven years worth of people like making adult decisions with, <laughs> with minds that are, that aren't matured into adult yeah. adulthood yet. Um, Right, like but, when you and I got married young. Too. Yeah, nineteen for <laughs> me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, our minds weren't fully developed. No, when no. We made a lifelong. <laughs> right. Commitment. Yeah, and by God's grace, that you know, that's that's a beautiful story. But, uh-huh. um, the, the the tra- the the transformation that I had looking back, I'm like, yeah, man, it was my mid twenties, and it's like we were already just about ready to have kids at that point. Where I'm like, man, before that, I was like, I was a way bigger idiot. Before 25, <laughs> then I am. It's like I'm still an idiot, but like not quite as big. Uh, um, all the, all that to say, uh, the that process of going from what you said that that idolization age of your kids to before before when when it's like mom and dad can do no wrong, right? And then all of a sudden they hit uh, hit a point and they're like, can mom and dad do any rights? <laughs> I'm like like how did it flip so so far so fast, right? Um, and 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 it's 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 tempting to to want to preserve that and let that influence the decisions that we make and how we make them right because yeah. i'm like man i want my kids to like me i want my kids to think that um i'm xyz or, or whatever yeah yeah and putting in the light that i mean you you there's there's some super precocious kids that are very spiritually mature mature for their age and and that's great if if, if that's yours um but but oftentimes where it's like kids get to that age where they're looking at the decisions that we're making and it's just it's just an affront to what they want. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's it's mom or dad who are putting boundaries in place, who are saying no to things, who are, and if our if our primary concern is that our kids still uh, look at us the way they looked at when they were seven, where it's like that's going to greatly influence what we what we do and right. and why we do it. Right. Um, and, and, and shifting, shifting that to being a concern of man, when they're 26 on the other side of, of, uh, becoming a fully mature person, will they look back and be like, man, mom and dad were looking out for me. And this was said, or this was done because that was the right thing to do. I'm like, I'm like, that has to be the goal shift for me at least is to, uh, to, to kind of fast forward to, to, to my kids being on the other side of, of growing up and looking back and saying that, okay, there was, there was some wisdom in what mm-hmm. was done. Right. Um, and absolutely not, not all done correctly by any means, but man, there was wisdom in what was being done. What seemed like 
uh, baseless restriction, what seemed like overprotectiveness, what seemed like fill in the blank, whatever it seems like, that there was wisdom in that. And, and that wisdom, to me, I'm like, the, if, if, that, if, that, if that's down to me being wise, I'm screwed, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've got no hope for, I've got hope, no hope for that outcome if, it, if it's banked on me. Um, but if they can simultaneously say that, but dad was following God and dad was looking to Jesus and dad was trying to parent me according, according to his role in Christ. I'm like, that's, that's the hope I think for, for some of these tough seasons for these teen years. And, um, it's hard to remind yourself of that when you're in it, you know, when you're having a day or a week or a, a season with your kids. For sure it is. For sure it is. And this is, I, I think of my own self, you know, it, those those teen years were tough. I I certainly demonized my parents. Yeah. <laughs> but but I remember. Let's just let's just go full circle. I think you you idolize your parents your first ten years or so, and then you you demonize them for a while, a decade or so. Mm. <laughs> but hopefully, you come full circle to humanizing your parents. Yeah. And that's what you were saying. Like that's kind yeah. of the end goal. I want to love yeah. my kids well yeah. with wisdom. Yeah. And grace. Yeah. So that. When they are in their twenties, they they humanize me. Yeah, and and I uh, I want Jesus to be the one that they idolize. Yeah, right? like yeah. you can't idolize Jesus. <laughs> you can only worship <laughs> him and follow him. Right. But uh, that would be yeah. that would be a well lived uh, sequence. I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. So let's go, let's go through some of the. You, you got some really great practical things here. Like let's let's talk practicalities. Like um, you know what. How do you do? How, how do you become better as a dad? What, what you know? What might that look like day to day? I mean, we're, most of our audience is probably guys. Like we're dense. Give me a to do list. <laughs> 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 yeah. Something I can implement in the next few days. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, yeah. Number one, uh, coming to coming to the foot of Jesus daily, asking him for this. Yep. You say, how do you become a better dad? I'm like, you don't. Without <laughs> without God, it's like you can become. You can become better at aspects of it, but to be to become a better father, the only way to do that is to lean into the perfect father, right? I, love that. Um, I think understanding your child's love languages. Ooh. Um, I've got I've got three kids who are wildly different, and uh, the attempt to parent them all the same is is not going to work. Right. Um, the attempt to discipline them all the same is not going to work. How I encourage them is not the same. How I uh, correct them is not the same. Um, so really being reminded that uh, we we really like a one-size-fits-all approach to life. It's like that's easy, yep. right? Yep. Um, in, in your workplace, it's, man, if I, can, if I can repeat the same task over and over, that's efficient. If I can make a jig for something, that's efficient. I, I don't have to measure it every time. You know, it's like mm-hmm. those are those are, and it's like we we try to translate that into our parenting. Can approach. I just systematize this? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mechanize it. Like, can I can I can I just make it duplicable? Right, duplicatable. Can I make it repeatable? There you go. Yeah, that that works. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's really it's it, it's work to to think differently than that. Right, and circle that back to the passivity, um, where it's like, man, it's it's easier to. It's easier to just keep on trying to force something that's not working sometimes than it is to to step to step back and retool. Right. Um, so retooling for your individual kids, for their personalities, for how they 
experience love, how they accept praise, how they accept encouragement, how they how they respond to correction. That's so good. Yeah. I I want to just double down on that. I I took that advice from you about a month or two ago. Uh, with the love languages specifically. Mm. And I had all of our daughters like, hey, take this quiz. Mom and dad will do it too. And then we talked about it for the next several dinnertime conversations when we were all together. And and we even had some laughs like, how did you score a zero at physical uh, uh, (laughs) touch? And and one of my daughters did. And she was like, look, I know I'm not a zero. Like I like a hug every once in a while, but it's it's certainly the lowest. I just, but what was way up there for her was words of, affirmation sure and then second quality time yeah and for me as a dad i'm like oh man i've been looking for that hug from her yeah uh like she used to give me when she was five yeah thinking this sucks what am i doing wrong right like maybe nothing yeah Uh, maybe yeah just speaking the wrong language you're just speaking the wrong love language so that's a huge i mean you, you guys can go online you can google the five love languages and, and have your kids do that if they're old enough. I mean, that's, that was super helpful for our family, Russ. I love that one. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think, I think circling back to, to some of the, uh, some of the topics that we, that we touched on about understanding our, our identity value and purpose. It's like, that's how we become better fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we don't have an understanding of those things or if we can't accept those things, if we can't accept who, who God says we are or who he's created to be, it's like our hope for, for, for fulfilling the role that he's given to us is, is pretty dismal. Uh, if we can't, if we can't come to a term of understanding of, of kind of those, those core basics. Yeah. Um, One of the one of the topics that was in this uh, book that I mentioned in our our first episode, "The Intentional Father" by by John Tyson, um, he said, "Create a vision of who you want your kids to be when they leave your house, and work backwards from there." And that makes it sound like way too simple, mm. right? Yeah. But as a as a producer, as, as somebody, as, as guys, is like we like to have tasks. We like to have a to-do to-do list. It's like break it down. What are the tasks? What are the subtasks? What has to happen first, right? Uh, that that's something that makes sense, and that 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 speaks to me is okay. Create a vision for who I want my kids to be, and then work backwards from there. And because then it's like you can come away with some with some practicals. Then, um, what what do I need to implement so they have the skill, the knowledge, character, experiences to be confident, healthy, whole people that are Jesus centered and can be productive for not only the community but for, you know for their kingdom. It's like, what do they need to know? Um, I want my daughter to know how to to change a tire, mm-hmm. right? I want my I want my boys to to know how good it feels to like sweat and accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are things where I'm like, I want them to know that. Okay, well, now I can kind of extrapolate out, well, what do I need to do, right? Yeah. Okay, so part of driver's ed is going to be, hey, here's how you change the tire. Here's how you change oil. Here's how you, uh, here's here's the joy of the independence that comes with, you know, not not having to be uh, reliant on, on somebody when, if you're in a, a spot where you need help, right? I, that's something that I want her to know. That's that's one of the things. Um, yeah. 
I want, I want, if I want my boys to, to know the, the value of hard work, it's like, okay, man, I got, I got woods that need to be cleared. I got gravel that needs to be shoveled. Uh, we're going to do that together. We got firewood to split. Right. <laughs> and, and these are, and these are just practicals, but, um, I love that idea. And it's like, that's, that's super easily translatable into some of the more abstract things. Those, those are some of the physical, uh, goals that I, that I would have for them, but where I'm like, okay, I want my child to be generous. I want them to be self-sacrificial. I want them to be um, full of, of character. I want them to do the right thing when no one's looking. Okay, well, how can I intentionally design uh, their upbringing yeah. to where they're able to, to run into those situations, mm. learn and grow through them? Um, and, I, and I think that's, the, that, that's what's so beautiful and what's so, um, just what's so basic about even the title of the book, The Intentional Father, is like intentionality. Yeah. Um, intentionality is the antithesis, the opposite of passivity, right? Um, so it's like, man, if we're if we're rejecting passivity, then go. the flip side of that is we have to embrace intentionality, and that takes work. Agreed. I love that. Have you have you written out a list of like you, you just mentioned? This is what I want my kids to be like yeah. when they're adults. What does that look like for you? Do you have these things written down or do you just have them in your mind? Yeah, no, uh, I w neither. I, I would say I have, them as, I, I have them as goals. Yeah, um, but you've clearly put some thought into it. Yeah, you, a, a couple yeah. things came to mind immediately for each and every one of your kids. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just wondering what, what, uh, what advice would you give dads out there who are listening to this and want to want to do like what you did? Yeah, make a list. Um, that's something that um, it's on my list to make a list. <laughs> I, haven't, <clears throat> I haven't gotten to that point in the book yet where, gotcha. uh, where I've been challenged to make the list, but I know it's coming. I read ahead. Um, but as, uh, as silly as it might sound, I, I, think, I think there's, there's something really powerful about like sit down, sit down with your wives, sit down with your kids. Who do you want to be at 18? What do you want to know? What things, uh, what things are, are, are you passionate about? Um, let's write it down. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's whiteboard that out, right? <laughs> Where, yeah. um, how do we, if, if, if we can define the goal, then we can, we can, we can lay out a, a road to get there. Uh, without def defining that goal, you're, I feel like it's parenting by, by accident. And I'm yeah. like, man, I don't want to parent by accident. Um, I've, I've done that for too long. Um, where you're like, man, my job is to keep them alive and provide these things for them and uh, be their buddy. And I'm like, man, that's that's accidental parenting. That's right. um, what does uh, so so in the in the beginning of this book, um, he there's a quote from uh, Barack Obama said, "Any fool can have a child. That doesn't make you a father. It's the courage to raise a child that makes you a father." I'm like, dang, that's that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Any fool can have a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but to be a father, it takes the courage to step in and to raise them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It takes some intentionality. I think for me, I've, I've really enjoyed, um, I, I need a list too. And yeah. I need reminders. I need to put it in my calendar and kind of time block it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, daddy daughter dates for me yeah. are non-negotiable. I have to do that. Yeah. I have to give my daughters a picture of, uh, what a what it looks like to be to be courted yeah. and to to be cared for and to be 
ha, you know, have their company enjoyed. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. Um, I would encourage that can, that can apply for sons and daughters. Spend quality time one-on-one with your kids, put it in your calendar and treat it as a sacred. You know, this is, this is an appointment. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not budging on that. I think eating dinner together as a family is another huge practical. Yeah. I mean, like that's a, that's vanishing in our yeah. culture today. Yeah. Um, and I get it. Like I get, Kids are in extracurriculars. I mean, this. I would like to have family dinners together five times a week, and I think we're we're maybe a couple times a week right now as a family. And I'm trying to figure things out with my wife to get back on course with that, because when we do it, the conversations are amazing. We get time to pray together. We'll do a little devotional sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's just silly stories of like what happened in your day. Yeah, it's so healthy, so healthy to have that as a family. So that's another practical thing. Like, how do you get better as a dad? I love what you said, Russ. Let them let find you in the word. Let them yeah. find you in prayer. Mm, um, yeah. Let them catch you uh, going before the Lord right. in those times and right. in those moments. Paint a picture for them of what that looks like. That's also a very practical thing. Like, I, I, I need practical. So any, any last things that come to your mind as far as like, hey, these are practical things you could implement tomorrow to become a better dad? Do you want to hear a quote that I found that will send shivers down your spine? Yeah. Especially as a, a dad of girls. <laughs> it says, tell your daughters that you love them. Because if you don't, somebody who doesn't will. And they'll believe them. And I came across that and I was like, wow. Tell your daughters that you love them. Tell your sons you love them. Mm-hmm. But tell your tell your girls that they're loved. right? Because if you don't, somebody who doesn't will tell them that and, and they'll believe them. Yep. That's terrifying. Yeah, every day, every day. And when they get yeah. cell phones, text it to them. Yeah, text it, yep. Whenever that appropriate age is for your family, text your kids, hey, yeah. thinking about you today, yeah. love you. Yeah. Hope your day's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you need anything, that kind of thing. And that's huge because otherwise you're right, somebody else will start doing that. Yeah, so modeling modeling the man you want your boys to be, right, and modeling the man you, you want your girls to find. Yeah, amen. All right. We could go on, but we're going to stop because we want this to be shorter than 40-minute episodes. Yeah. Hey, Russ, I'm super grateful for you, man. We're going to get you back on, and um, I I just appreciate the way, like, in our small band of brothers um, here in the Milwaukee area, you've just been instrumental in my life and in many other guys' lives as, as someone very authentic. And very encouraging, and uh, and I love you for that. Yeah, so thanks, thank Adam. you so much for sharing. 